0: Hey there out there. You're listening to another deeply tuned episode of the Real People Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Ginsberg. If it's your first time tuning into the show, welcome. I'm glad to have you here. Happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in. If you're a returning fan of the Real People Pod, thanks for coming back. We're so glad to see you again. I have a very interesting episode today and a great guest. Zach Wiener is on the show. Zach Wiener is a candidate for New York City City Council, District 6. Upper West Side, it was a panel discussion with Zach, his campaign manager, Joe Gallagher, and local art and supporter, Brett Stewart. It was the first time I'd ever done a panel discussion live in my apartment. I think it went pretty well, and I'm excited to, to, to bring these guys on. Before I do that, I have one quick promotional announcement. If you don't have anything to do on a Wednesday night, why not come out to the Juke Bar between 12th and 2nd Avenue in the East Village, 196 2nd Avenue, to the Village Idiot Comedy Show. Our next show is on Wednesday, May 5th. That's Cinco de Mayo. And it's a hot lineup of some of New York City's best comics, including El Orlando, Oscar Aiden, Daniel Janine, Zuri Shore, Daniel Simonson, Ryan Long, and a headliner we haven't announced yet. So come to the Village Idiot, May 5th and laugh your head off and be an idiot. All right, let's get this thing off the ground. My guest today is Zach Wiener, candidate for New York City Council, District 6, the Upper West Side. The election's coming up in June. But before I I bring on Zach, uh, I'm just going to give a little bit of context about this interview, because I think giving you guys the audience Uh, Just a little bit of insight as to what this conversation is about, I think will be helpful. So bear with me a little bit, okay? All right. So here's the background here. So my good friend and former roommate, Brett, introduced me to Zach's campaign manager, Joe Gallagher, one night after a uh, Village Idiot comedy show. He said, you got to meet my buddy, Joe. And I found Joe's energy and, like, overall personality, honestly, like, intensely bizarre. In all the right ways, though. Like I liked him immediately, but I just found him intense and bizarre. And like literally all this guy talked about, I would say actually all he maniacally talked about was some twenty six year old kid named Zach that had plans to win this small election on the upper west side and defeat someone named Gail who's been in this seat of councilwoman for like forty years. And it's all this guy's talking about. He just met me and he's just going on and on and on about this. And I couldn't tell if he was serious or if he was joking, but it's just all he's talking about. You know what I mean? And he's telling a total stranger about a small election in a neighborhood that he doesn't live in. And I'm thinking to myself, what's with this guy? What's with Joe Gallagher? Because on the one hand, Joe speaks really passionately about the campaign and Zach and the issues in the Upper West Side. I was pretty convinced that night that I was like, this guy really cares about these issues. I mean, it's all he's talking about. He's telling me so passionately about why Zach Wiener is the best candidate for New York City, right? But on the other hand, I'm saying to myself, I'm meeting this weirdo at a comedy club. He's rambling about some local election. Like, is he sane? I don't know if he's sane. And on top of that, he's like, we're simultaneously making a documentary about Zach's campaign efforts. So we're shooting a documentary. We have a real production crew. And so I'm just confused. And I think a lot of people probably feel confused when they meet this, when they meet these guys. It's hard to read. Like, I didn't know what to think. So I invited Joe. And Zach, who I'd never met before the interview you're about to hear. And my friend Brett, who's a mutual friend and a supporter, to come to my living room and bring their camera crew, if it's real, if they're really shooting a documentary, and do my podcast. And we could talk about the Zach Wiener campaign. And, you know, I got to tell you, to book the interview, I had to work with the busy campaign team to find a time that worked for the interview. I was sent materials, articles, campaign positions, policy to read ahead of time pretty serious. And yes, they did show up. And yes, there was an actual film crew in my apartment. And yes, I do believe after talking to them that they are dead serious about winning this election and the right people for the job. So I just want to throw my support behind Zach Wiener for District 6 City Council. And I hope that anybody who's listening that might be on the fence about this election, especially if you're on the Upper West Side, you know, Really take this, this interview pretty seriously, because Zach is passionate and serious about his policy positions, and I do think he actually offers a pretty interesting vision for New York, for the Upper West Side, because in a, in, a, in a part of the city that's so densely populated with liberals who are at odds with each other on issues, he does have some solutions that could be scalable to solve problems within the Democratic Party, I think, like, in general. So I, I do think that these guys really are, are onto something. <laughs> it's really interesting. Um, wild to have talked to all of them, and, and just, they're just intense. So without further ado, introducing Zach Wiener, Joe Gallagher, and Brett Stewart. Uh, this is the Real People Podcast. I'm joined today by the uh, Zach Wiener campaign. Um, let's, let's start off by everybody going around the room and introducing themselves. Let's, let's, let's start with Zach.
1: Hi, I'm Zach Wiener. I'm running for District 6 City Council on the Upper West Side. Wow. Well, thanks for coming on the Real People Podcast. You're the first politician I've had on the show. Oh, I'm very glad to be here. This, this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna,
2: and we're going to dive into some of that. Uh, and I'm Joe Gallagher. I'm uh, Zach's campaign manager. Yeah, so Joe Gallagher,
0: I met him after uh, one of my comedy shows, and I was just sold on what you were saying, and I wanted to talk to you guys. Um, and <laughs> Brett, if you wouldn't mind. Uh...
3: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not as sold on Joe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I actually went to college with Joe. That was kind of the connection to Andrew and just a couple like minded people and we thought it'd be interesting to get them all together and have a good conversation. yeah,
0: yeah, we thought that we couldn't really do the show uh without Brett because me and me and Brett are like the uh the connective tissue of the whole thing right? absolutely yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're here, and we're here in my Happy apartment. To be here. This is the first time I've ever done a four person pod, so bear with me as we navigate how we how we figure this out. You know what I mean yeah, I love it
2: <laughs> It's kind of cool, but uh. Alright, well let's just like dive right in, man. Uh I wanna st- say I wanna say I do have a little bit of anxiety about this because this is the second day in a row now we've done an interview series <laughs> yeah. where Zach is drinking. <laughs> Does it
0: as the podcast progresses, do you get drunker? Oh uh, yeah, or I'm gonna make it? a
1: lot of gaffes, you're gonna see. <laughs> two cans in, two white claws in. Two white in, claws and, in, yeah. you're that kind of candidate. Huh? I should be the relatable candidate, you know, like the George Bush, you can drink a white claw with them, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, uh, ho- and then, hope, but hopefully, you won't be remembered in the same way as George
1: Bush. I mean, yeah, uh, he got I got pretty <laughs> high up here. Let's not sell ourselves short. He, he got some, yeah, he that's did, true. He won, he won both times. Well, once, yeah. he, He's not immensely popular on the upper west side. I can tell you that much. No, he's not a huge hit. How are you doing on the upper
0: west side? How, how, how do you, how do you feel? You so you're. I've read a lot about you and to prepare for this interview, and I would say the feedback that you commonly see, which I hate is that you're too young for this right um but i will just say before we dive in that i think that that's ridiculous because what we need is new ideas and i i think older people have proven that they're out of them so uh i think it's good that i think this is how politics is supposed to work right somebody who's young 26 gets into it feels motivated inspired but how are you doing on the upper west side like how are you guys feeling about the campaign because you're fresh you're new How's things going so far?
1: The too young thing, we're definitely getting a lot of that. I have people I try to talk to in the street, and they literally are just like, no, too young. They just don't take you seriously? Straight to the face. No, they explicitly Uh. will be like, I will not vote for you. Uh. Um, (laughs) Got a lot of those. yeah. But uh, it's going pretty well. I think that the people that actually are willing to listen to us have been a lot of times surprised and and won over to a certain extent. Uh, Everyone else is is much older. And like you said, they don't have ideas. I mean, my main opponent, Gail Brewer... Her her campaign uh, tagline is literally again exclamation mark. <laughs> I'm not it's, kidding. It's, she doesn't have to say anything else. That's it. Just again. Just to, just, just keep this going. How long has she she's been in, installed
0: there for a while?
1: Huh? She's been in office for over 40 years. Yeah, okay. so she's a real oldie. And, and yeah, and you're the you're gonna be the guy to take her take her down. Oh, right? on, uh, yeah, undoubtedly.
2: <laughs> she's gonna like say he's the favorite internally. Okay, yeah. internally in the neighborhood. In, in the ranks of the organization, of the Wiener organization. Within the campaign, oh, okay. yeah. Within, Within the, the
1: campaign, campaign. That, That's mostly. What My mother, not
2: as much. <laughs> what does mom think about this?
0: Does she like, I wish you would have just. Stu- whatever you were doing before politics, what were you doing before
1: politics? I was in film. Okay. I was re- okay. Well, she's, maybe
0: she's happy then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Neither, neither are super advisable uh, yeah. paths. Uh, she was very skeptical, and yeah. now she's, I guess, slightly less skeptical. Uh, Okay. I've definitely, I definitely worked hard over the summer trying to research stuff, thinking, you know, I was worried I'd be really out of my depth. And it turns out, no, no one has researched anything. No, no one really, the other candidates are, are um, they're, it's very performative. They don't really have a lot of ideas. They, they all say the same thing. I know all their speeches by heart by now from every <laughs> single appearance. This is a once-in-a-generation opportunity, Dad. Yeah, to change the Electoral College. Yeah, one guy. This guy, David Gold, a lawyer, wants to. He's running on changing the Electoral College for the for the country. Okay, that. How's he going to do that? he's yet to explain. <laughs> okay. That's that's to that's be announced. That starts on the upper west side. Though, yeah. Like this, most if things, you're most start it here. <laughs> exactly. It's it is the natural starting spot for sure. This is uh, this is where it's done. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with him, mm-hmm. but it was a little bit of a relief cuz he's the other Jewish man okay. in the race, so he's in my demo. So I'm okay. glad he's just off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> As a, a someone with the last name
0: Ginsburg, I, I think that, I would assume that that's not a hard demo to reach in the Upper West Side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sure your campaign's doing fine though. Yeah. But okay, uh, so <laughs> yeah. so uh, let's let's zoom let's zoom out though. I mean, like so, okay. you're. I'm sure that your history and film and some of those qualities that made you good at that also trickle to politics. And I'm sure you've had some fun finding your new identity as a, as a politician. But you seem when I was when I met Joe, I was convinced that that you guys are pretty serious about the issues and you do want to make a difference and win. Um, so let's talk about the issues, man. Like what moved you
1: to say, I'm going to be the guy that does this. Yeah. I I'd love to. I, we, yeah. well, it started with the, uh, storefronts cause okay. I, I've lived on the Upper West side my whole life yeah. and I'm never leaving. I can't drive. So it's not even really an option. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the, the, it used to be, there are all these really cool, um, small businesses and storefronts on the Upper West side and they're all empty now. It's like 66 empty storefronts yeah. on Broadway. It's so many. So I just started thinking, you know, I have a year off. I couldn't shoot the movie I wanted to shoot because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll try to run. I wasn't that optimistic at the time, but I had a good idea. I thought a good idea for uh, tackling the problem, and I could inject it into the conversation. But when I started, and Joe and I, we got together and started uh, looking into it. We went to a community board meeting. Um, we started listening to the other candidates. We realized there was a really big problem where it was just such a disconnect between the physical reality and then this sort of metaverse of this debate they have going between them that has no bearing on on any kind of material change for people mm-hmm. um so we have an idea for storefronts uh we have an idea to help with homelessness uh, i can talk about this stuff i don't know what well, what lengths let's, let's, like let's let's start yeah. with
0: storefronts like when you say storefronts are you saying it's because it's it's a side effect of the pandemic that there are no uh retail in the storefronts like
1: is that what you're saying and you notice these vacancies it was it was this was actually before the pandemic that that i noticed it because uh the pandemics made it worse for sure but it was an obscene amount of empty storefronts and you just think at a certain point the rent would go down and something would happen um and it wasn't and we got to the bottom of it it's a market imbalance there's sort of a catch-22 that landlords are stuck in so we have a program now it's called startup retail Mm -hmm. and it's essentially it's a revenue sharing Program where you can start a store uh, for no rent. You don't have to pay a dollar in rent. Cool. Uh, and you do a short term lease. You just pay utilities and you pay a cut of what you make to the landlords. And uh, we have some landlords that have agreed. Uh, we're having trouble getting landlords to pick up the phone. Yeah. Um. But the ones that have, they've they've come around. <laughs> um. And you know, it's funny. A lot of people say, "Oh, there'll never be stores. Yeah. There'll never be store. Amazon has killed it. There'll never be. That's over." Right. Which I, number one, I don't know why people are so fanatical about. Uh, you know, a pillar of social life disappearing. Like, why do they want to believe that? Yeah. But also, it's ridiculous. I mean, at a certain point, those a- things on Broadway, we're going to want to spend time in them, you know? We, we could put a m- movie on the wall with a projector, if anything. You know, it's just empty space that we can use. So we think the revenue sharing is going to work well, and it's happening a little bit, and we think it can accelerate. Uh, so that's that's one of the big programs, and that's what we started with. Um, and It's
0: co-opting. You got- you're basically pro- proposing a co-op for these spaces,
1: Essentially, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, um, it would be it would be something that would help the landlords, especially because in the next uh, in 2022, the uh, city council, they're going to pass this law where basically if the landlord doesn't show a good faith effort to fill their storefront, then uh, they're going to be fined Mm -hmm. significantly. So this would be a good faith effort. And uh, it's also sort of something along the lines of a pop up what this would be. But pop up the pop up market needs to be—it's a bubble. It needs to be popped. It's such a bad <laughs> pun, but it does. It's, <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah, you. Good. I appreciate that. <laughs> Doing me a solid
0: there. Thank you. You said you write down funny jokes all the time. <laughs> no, no, did that, you practice that's, me, that one? that's a different wiener. Oh, okay. that, that's,
2: that's a different wiener. Oh, okay, okay, that's your, yeah,
0: That's my dad's dad. friend. We've been, and, saying,
2: we've been saying that a lot, by the way. That's a different wiener. That's <laughs> most talked about phrase oh, that you should
0: maybe consider that Joe for a campaign tagline, you know, <laughs> a, a different wiener. I'll, I'll write it down.
1: two <laughs> point 2.0. Yeah. Get the, yeah, jot that down, Joe. Something slightly different. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, but, I think that that's a, that's a pretty cool idea. So you're thanks, you're, you're yeah. looking for ways to
0: revitalize the space so that the neighborhood's still the neighborhood.
1: Yeah. We want to grow the pie. We feel like a lot of people are always talking about, you know, getting the rent lower or taxing the landlord or, or just, you know, things that are going wrong and just a very negative outlook. And we, and, we see 66 empty storefronts, and we think this is a huge opportunity. This is Broadway. We can A lot of money and a lot of invention can happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we, we're hopeful. I mean, people have liked it. It's just it's it's taking a while, and it's difficult. Uh, we're spending a lot of time in our campaign trying to do direct action because mm-hmm. that was something that really frustrated me before I got into politics was I was so sick of hearing politicians and people in power. If, I, I don't know if you noticed, but – I don't remember it being like this when I was younger. And I'd read the news; everything they say is always "we need to do this," "we have to do." This. Who are you talking to? Yeah, you're the one who does it. <laughs> what do you mean? You're already we elected you. Now yeah. you go do it. What do you? You should make announcements <laughs> of what you've done. Not always these urgent, urgent things that we have to get on. So yeah, that's part of our campaign too. Is we're trying to do this stuff as we uh, come up with ideas for them. We try to we try to act on them.
0: It's interesting because the some of the ideas that you're proposing and the stuff that you're talking about and I mentioned this to Joe when I first met him which I th- thought was interesting about the campaign is like your demographic is largely liberals up there right so you're not trying to win over and I mean correct me if I'm wrong I don't know but you're not trying to win over like a ton of conservatives or uh, or right wingers necessarily right like it's everybody's kind of borderline on the same page same page it's just how do you align this group of people around these particular issues
1: well yeah uh, we, my neighborhood's incredibly liberal yeah uh we actually the top 2 uh, zip codes for Democratic donations are um, the zip code above me and then the zip code above that. Wow! <laughs> so we're right in the heart. So I, of, I was on
0: the money. With you're that. very
1: much on the money. Yeah, quite yeah. literally. Another yeah, one. I, was, I, uh, <laughs> so there's a second joke, and that's not the other
0: wiener. So, that was that was this that wiener. That was you, baby. That was a good one.
1: <laughs> Got Brett to laugh. Right. <laughs> the gallery loves it. You know, keep coming. That, that was good, but um, we uh, but the thing is, the funny thing is, um. A lot of uh, the Democrats, a lot of the liberals are feeling very alienated by their own party on the in this local level. Like, I speak to people who are major donors to Cory Booker and other candidates like that. Yeah. And they say, you know, I'm getting called a Republican. I'm getting called a racist. I'm getting called a NIMBY. And I'm like a lifelong Democratic. I've just never been involved locally. Yeah. And this I don't recognize this small group of people running this local uh, Democratic Party. And it doesn't seem to be even true to the liberal ideals it's it seems like it's another beast entirely so uh, and there's also some republicans who've registered as democrats this time around really yeah there's a fair share of that a pretty considerable amount
0: really i think that that's amazing because uh that like i was saying to you that's kind of like uh if you scale that out and look at the country as a whole it's like i think that's the trend you'd like to see because i think what you're doing and proposing in this particular area is could be scalable to solve larger problems so if these things work or if
2: people are receptive to them i think that'd be pretty cool to see how it goes did
0: Thanks. I cut you no. off? Did you, uh, no, <laughs> no,
2: I was. Yeah, I, I can't. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> That's definitely our hope.
1: I mean, yeah. we we think some of this and some of the other stuff we could talk about ideas can scale out. But I think yeah. the biggest thing I've noticed is in terms of conservative, you know, Democrat is at a, lo- a really local level. We're not disagreeing about the things that we think we're arguing about. It's really something else entirely. Right. And w- one of the most basic things is just responsiveness. It's just this basic idea of elected officials. Your job at a community board level, at a city council level, is to really worry about your neighborhood and be really focused on that and not get caught up in these – I mean, our current uh, councilwoman, Helen Rosenthal, who's deeply unpopular now, she – if you look at her record, her legislative record in city council, it's mostly passing resolutions and sort of announcements about statewide issues and even national issues – and to me, that's an incredible waste of power. Uh, it's just such a squandering of opportunity. Yeah. And, and they, it's as if they think they're a Twitter personality. Yeah,
0: yeah. I are probably right. I mean, uh, I, I, of course. Because, I mean, you're, you're running at a level where people don't engage, I think, a lot, right? At the, local, at the local, local level. I think what most people don't know about politics is that if they really want to make an impact, they need to engage at the local level, which is exactly what you're doing. But I can imagine if I was somebody who's just been cruising at, with, with a position at that level for years. And you're, at that point, yeah. It's probably how do you maintain your image? How do you maintain people's perception of what you're doing, not actually what you're doing? And, 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 uh, and then how do you say your couple statements to make sure that you get reelected? You know? But you're saying like, like, okay, but
1: you've been saying all these things for 40 years, so what are we actually going to do about right. it? Right. What is actually materially <laughs> happening? And, <laughs> exactly. we have got some ideas around that. We do. We have some other ones. We have some stuff around policing, which is coming out soon. It's obviously a really hot topic. Yeah. It's very sensitive. We have stuff with uh, homelessness. Um, I've actually had a funny – I've had some funny interactions with some homeless. I have a bunch of homeless uh, men's uh, numbers on my phone at this point, and uh, we we talk – Sometimes regrettable giving the number to some of them. I get a Facetime from one guy, Carl with a K. He Facetimes me every couple times a week, and yeah. I have not answered yet. I don't want to Facetime. Okay. I'll, t- I'll text, but I'm not looking to Facetime. I feel the same way about my mom. So I- <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> That's an and your mom and your homeless friend are probably my, they're, pro- they're probably pretty similar. Yeah, I can believe it. He's a <laughs> he's an outspoken guy. He has a Jewish mother vibe. I could see it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, I've had people literally. I've had a couple homeless uh, guys tell me they've registered as Republicans. Uh, They feel so exasperated um, with this, just locally. Um, You got
2: to remember one of the things. It's it's uh, it's bizarre because I think on the national level it feels very, uh, you know, even in a way. You know, it's a 50-50 kind of country. Right. Uh, But it's basically a one-party city that we live in. I I think there's 49 49 Democrats in the 51 city council seats. Two Republicans from two Republicans. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So so, the factions are within the Democratic Party. Right.
1: Stuff like with policing where, you know, you talk about passing laws and you talk about, you know, in general, what I say is at a city level, I'm going to caucus if I win with the black and Latino caucus overall. But at a local level, the thing is from talking to police officers and talking to people that are most in danger of police brutality. It doesn't matter what law you pass. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a relationship with the cops and the community, they'll ignore you. And and (laughs) they really literally will. And so you could write whatever you want. Um, and say whatever you want, and it makes no difference. And so we have a situation where our all of our elect- elected representatives and a number of our candidates who are running ha- have just been, you know, rhetorically really uh, one sided and attacking the police. And you know, a lot of the things they say I think are fair criticism. But I do think at the same time you're got to you're talking about not just the police. You're yeah. talking about like Officer Rodriguez, who's responsible for 61st Street projects, who says who gets you know who maybe will make different decisions because of what you're saying. And maybe you could have called him personally instead of making some grand announcement and been like, Hey, I heard things aren't going well. Could you do things a little better? Yeah. And then you would have been like, all right. right, now what they tell me when I speak to them is I will never respond to these people. I hate these people. <laughs> Frank, confidentially, <laughs> confidentially on a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the,
0: that's interesting. And that, and that, I mean, of course that all makes sense. It's like, uh, you know, you're trying to humanize it, man. I, I, I get that. You're trying to actually connect with real people. And make the connections between people, and that's cool.
2: Perfect for the Real People Podcast. Perfect by for the way. Real
0: People Podcast. So well, that's why you're on. You know, uh, that's why I wanted to have you on. <laughs> so tell me uh, a bit about. I think one of your like most hot button issues. You mentioned that you have these relationships with homeless people. Yes. And I, I think that this issue itself is one that made its way all the way into to the mainstream news. Uh, even looking at what's going on in the Upper West Side, this is the kind of thing I think has been covered by the Times. It's been covered in the Huff Post. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, a lot of. There's no right answer to this situation, right because yeah. they built these the, this is the situation where hotels were built mm. right to, to take in folks that were displaced during the pandemic. Um, there's been a mixed reaction on both sides. Fo- of course, everybody wants benefits for homeless people. There's no great answers to what to do. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? like how, oh, how yeah. are you approaching that?
1: So that's not something I expected. you know like I said when I got in, I was going to do this startup retail thing. I thought it'd be a little bit of a, a lighter race because prior to the homeless hotel, which, which you're right, it made international. It was in The Guardian. Tucker yeah. Carlson did a news specifically on my neighborhood. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. the <Cool. laughs> Right? A real, real lovely day for us there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that bow tie. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would have, uh, you know.
0: <laughs> I, 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 he, he, I'm sure he would have told you, you're too young to be talking to it, as Yeah. As
1: I'm sure he would have had a lot of lovely things to say. Unless he was agreeing with them, in as, which case. as he's, <laughs> I love young blood. <laughs> you know. As he That's squints. It. He always yeah. squints. But, um <laughs> we had we had it before the hotel um i didn't really think as much i mean it was we had a lot of we have one of the most highly concentrated uh neighborhoods for uh homeless shelters in mm-hmm. the city already prior to the hotel but the situation with the hotel again is it's where we're not really arguing about what we should be arguing about uh because the it, four four people died so far in the hotel mm-hmm. and that's not something you really see covered or discussed and it was something that was initially when there was that initial outcry from my neighbors, uh, it was painted as, uh, and, and a va- the vast majority of my neighborhood was really upset when they were moved in, and it was painted as not in my backyard, and, you know, I don't want homeless people, and they were even called racist, which I thought was unfair, because it was, you know, yeah, I thought that was unfair, but regardless... Uh, the The majority of what they were saying initially was, you know, they're here. Obviously, they're not going to be moved out tomorrow. But right now, literally right now, there's evidently there seems to be no security. There seems to be no medical care, which is what the standard at, at shelters. Um, and most of all, it, initially, they were requiring the homeless men to not be inside the hotel during daylight hours. Mm-hmm. So you t- it's not just that you took so many homeless men into one neighborhood and into a hotel that's not prepared for them, but then you're forcing them into humiliating situations where they can't, you know, they can't use the bathrooms of the hotel, Dang. and they can't hang out in there. And a uh, the, the, uh, four died. And when I bring that up on on forums and and at these political clubs of like what we were talking about before, this very local, very previously unobserved group of people, they blink at me and they don't really have much of a response <laughs> and don't and don't have a reaction. Um, but it's funny because again, a lot of the homeless like the guy who told me he's registered as a republican was like you know as much as i don't like some of the real you know really really vocal critics yeah who are upset that we're here at least they're angry about the status quo and saying that things are bad because they're right the conditions are really bad and the people who defended it were never willing to say we this we have to have them here but things are going really badly Mm -hmm. because i guess it didn't fit their narrative so for me, my whole thing the whole time, and what we tried, it, we sent an op-ed. We, we worked Joe and I worked on it for about a week, and no one published it naturally. But it's uh, okay. uh, it fine, yeah, whatever. There's always media. It was good practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't <it> help <laughs> that I write at like a third grade level. Something tells me that's not true. <laughs> yeah, they didn't publish it, but um, well, that was what we were saying from the beginning. And I think the majority. I mean, then it kind of became more radicalized because. There was no responsiveness, and the loudest people often are the meanest people, and they sort of took over. But for months, they, people, everyone was saying, almost everyone, and it wasn't so mixed. It's yeah. also painted as if the neighborhood was divided. Right. There was maybe 200 people who were saying this whole, you're NIMBYs, yes, in my backyard, drawing chalk. And then 95% of the neighborhood were saying some version of, this is a disaster. Yeah. And the majority of those people were saying, this is a disaster, not because I don't want them here. Although no one ever, I mean, no one's ever, like, juiced about it. 900 right. new, you know, residents that need a ton of support being moved into your neighborhood, but still, the majority were just saying there's nothing in these hotels to help them. I mean, it, the average death rate in in New York City for in the COVID hotels uh, was one person. In uh, not sorry, not the hotels in the congregate shelters, because mm-hmm. the idea was they had to move them out of the congregate shelters because COVID would get them. Right. One died, and then we had four here because there was no services, and uh, you know, it's just so that's just another example. That's not liberal. That's not democratic. That's not true to any of the values and anything I like about our party, that's just a group of people that are not used to scrutiny and, and having to work hard.
3: So, so I have a question to interject. There um, he is. I'm one of the more informed folks, but I imagine some listeners maybe not know all the details of the deaths. Definitely not me. Yeah. Uh, so was it that they died from, like, COVID complications, or, like, how did that happen? They died of overdoses. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I, if, I
1: think, I believe all. Um, and then I, I've had some, I, I, it's not double-checked, but from people I speak to in the hotel, there was violence. Um, which i don't think was deadly but and then another thing is because in shelters a lot of times they have built in medical facilities uh but here they didn't they had any time they needed to leave that that, there's some sort of weird uh legal thing you have to jump through where you have to take an ambulance as a homeless person if you're leaving a shelter or you risk losing your bed interesting because you have to prove that it was an emergency so a lot of times these homeless men would be wary of of going to the hospital and have an issue and uh Oh, Sorry, I'm turned. I'm, uh, I'm turned to Brett. You don't, don't look at me. No, 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 you yeah, can I'm going to hang I'm gonna stare at the window. It's cool. Uh, the, but yeah, and I, I mean, I, my cousin works for the city in Baltimore, and she told me that the hotels had nurses in the facility. It just seems like a no brainer. I think it's something that would have happened if these people were used to working harder.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our. Do you have – I mean, I I hear what you're saying. I get what the problem is. But what exactly – so what's your solution when you get
1: elected? Like, what are you planning to do? So for this case, it's actually remarkably uh, simple, which is that it's an incredibly – there's an incredibly robustly funded uh, program, Thrive NYC, which is designed to help people with mental illness and drug addiction. and. A ton of the money under De Blasio has been misappropriated, but it's still funded. That's surprising, right? A huge
3: shot. <laughs> someone fact check that?
1: Yeah, Hold on, uh, De Blasio. It's funny. Somebody did get on Twitter, and they they started
2: yelling at me. Well, I operate. I operate Zach's Twitter account. Oh, okay, you know, he's off the that. voice of the Twitter. Well, yeah, we got to keep him away from all these stupid
1: yeah. fights. On I've here. learned uh, from you know Anthony that the wiener, you know, wieners are not meant for Twitter. I'm like,
2: <laughs> what I was going to say was, <laughs> it was funny. They were like. That's slander against Bill de Blasio. It's like, who is going to bat for Bill de Blasio right
0: now? <laughs> I not believe slander. it. slander. Yeah, yeah. A... Who on Twitter is going to bat for Bill de Blasio right, <laughs> right. now? That's
1: Joe right. made a great website. It's called mythrive.nyc, and it's like a transparency website for the budget cool. uh, where you can see where they misspent the money. But they have <laughs> – You made that site? Yeah. It. yeah, no Wix. one lo- Wix made that site. <laughs> wow, that's, that's an interesting use of Wix.
0: <laughs> yeah, it got it's like a cat
1: website. It's for you guys are showing how De Blasio misuses funds. Well, we use cats actually to point out wow. as, the, as the bookmarkers for it. Now, it's the mouse. It's is the, the cat. mouse. Is okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's it got like a hundred views. It was a rousing success. Wow. Yeah, real real big. Well, that's winner. like
0: viral for Upper West Side population. I suppose.
1: <laughs> I mean, we had this fantasy that we were like Serpico, and everyone was going to go, you know, get so outraged and rally, but. It, it it didn't happen but but there's that money is there there's a quarter billion dollars and the way it's budgeted for this year is is preposterous uh like less than 30 percent is for people that are really sick yeah a lot of it they have like a they have a 30 million dollar pr campaign set up wow i don't what happens with that what is that it's ads you might have seen (laughs) something like it really (laughs) have you seen those ads you ever see those ads on like the link NYC where it's like or the kiosk where it's like a guy in a, a suit or a woman in a, like a suit and it's like, I have depression too. Yeah. I'm a lawyer. Right. And people point out it's not them that have to worry about, st- I mean, everyone like has a therapist now. It's like the guy who yeah. thinks he's Jesus on 54th Street, you right. know, that we that is getting the stigma and needs the medicine. So, right. That would be if I was elected. I mean, that's something you don't even need to pass a law. You can just have like a hearing and, and, and adjust the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, and, and I think a lot of it also is just talking to people. Like some of these, I we had this one guy, Carl with a K, who's, he like he like hangs out on an the island on 79th street on the median and for like 5 years he was like psychotic and just screaming at the top of his lungs and sure. like not looking good and then his i met some of his friends he's the one who facetimes me oh okay uh, <laughs> all right <laughs> but he's fine now he's doing a lot better now i mean he's yeah. you know he's, he's 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 in a shelter and he's taking his medicine i met his friends and they convinced him to to go to the shelter and and, and do better and he, he's handsome yeah. i can tell he's a looker i had no idea yeah, but <laughs> yeah, he cleaned yeah. up he's looking better and uh yeah. uh so that's some of it. It's just the effort. Um, and I'm optimistic. I'm really optimistic. I think the city, we're going to have a really great wave right now of people being involved and, and the city, like, kind of a boom time. And I'm just hoping that my neighborhood isn't left behind yeah. uh, by one of these, you know, people that are running. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that it wouldn't be.
0: And you do strike a chord. I mean, even just... It
1: feels like in New
0: York, we just can't get it right right like e- even in general like even if you look at something like city bike right which is brand fucking new they they re- they rolled out these electric city bikes but it's already like none of them work the bike seats are ruined you can't you know what I mean like yeah. they're, the, they they're <laughs> red on the e-bikes none of them are none of them are I'm like why is this already the e-bike in San Francisco it's like you know there's like hoverboards and stuff like that but like shortly after like that's why the subways look like what they look like in New York right because why would we fix them they're gonna look like 1972 again next week so you <laughs> You do strike a, a chord with me i just think that there's a lot of misuse of funds you never really see the city thrive as a result of government spending mm. like you never really see the impact of the tax all the high taxes we pay going towards anything that matters so of course i can wrap my mind around that and yeah what you're saying at a micro level i mean i know i'm ranting about city bikes but like <laughs> <laughs> but what you're saying at a micro level with with uh, with the shelters I, it makes sense to me yeah. i
1: mean i think it's interesting what you're saying um in terms of the budget and that mattering i think there's some good examples but overall yeah there's a frustration and yeah. I like the city bikes, but I know what you're talking about. I'm just They're, joking around. No, no, I know what you're talking about. Is I like them, but I have to take my, you know, I always yeah. have to be very selective. A lot of them are filthy. Yeah. Uh, it's, but I think the problem is in our party, in the Democratic Party, which is we run everything here, is all, all, all the rhetoric and all the candidates, you hear them talk about raising taxes. Yeah. We have a $93 billion budget this year. Yeah. What about, what are we going to do with that? right that's so much how could our taxes be higher than they already are yeah they're so high <laughs> and what and why and and you know what why don't we build like a ferris wheel or something with that money you know right. like let's make something awesome let's show that you know being in you know these democrat run cities that there are huge advantages to it and you could do really powerful awesome things and and uh i think we will i think we can i I think some of the mayors running the mayoral candidates have good ideas for that and uh it's a sh- you know the rest of my opponents not so much <laughs>
0: Well, I, I oh, No, of course not. Yeah, no, uh, no, no, no good boom. ideas. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> like again, like, again. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, though. I mean, because, like, you think about, like, our parents' generation. When they talk about New York, even though most of them left, like, my parents moved to Jersey. They talk about it like it was this great, amazing, like, you don't know New York. <laughs> right? Like, Coney Island, the hot dogs. Like, you don't know anything. You know? And, like, I, we're not really like that. We're like, yeah, we live here, but because we're told it's the best. We're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. So, I'm with With you, I building a fucking Ferris wheel with the money would be really cool. Something that makes us excited about it. About government, I mean,
1: Laguardia was like this incredible mayor in the '40s and the '30s, and was this was like the peak of the New Deal, and all the way till the '70s, you had people that this was just the best example of government doing good things. Yeah, and then kind of in the '70s, you know, it got messed up, but. As you know, it, like, what is that? Is that Escape from New York? Is that that movie, is that from the 70s or is that the 80s? The Kurt Russell? Snake Pliskin. That's <laughs> <laughs> his name, Snake, Snake Pliskin. yeah. Well, that's yeah. not the answer. Yeah. It's, part, it's part 70s. of your job to know
0: the answer to every single question, even random well, movie trivia. Like, right, I'll primarily just say random movie that's trivia. That's the information I know about Escape from New York. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Snake Plissken. Uh, let's talk about a little bit how this campaign got together. There's a few things. I, I, I think what you're saying about the ish, issues is, resonates deeply. I have a few more things about that, but – Let's just talk about like how'd you guys link up, Joe and Zach, and Brett. Like how are how are you guys all connected?
2: Uh, Joe, how did you fit in the picture? If we want to go chronologically, yeah, let's do that. uh, I was a wee lad of eighteen. Wow, and I went to the Bronx from Phil. I I grew up in Philly. Yeah, I went to the Bronx and went to Fordham University where I met Brett. Okay, and then oh okay, Fordham boys. Yeah, a Fordham Ram. I actually spent. I lived a couple summers with Brett. Okay, uh, on Bathgate Avenue. yeah, and you were a summer, a summer. I love? lived with
0: him full time, but also in the summer. Okay, you know? yeah. Oh, cool. very nice, very nice. Yeah, yeah nice salad and, days. And yeah, your salad days. Yeah, when I was green with uh, you know, whatever. Continue.
1: <laughs> You're supposed to finish the line. I thought yeah, yeah I, don't, I didn't know. Was that is that uh, Mac Mac Demarco? Mac, Mac Demarco, you left me at that concert. Well, that's the name of the right. album,
0: but there's it's a Shakespeare quote, guys. Come on. No, so,
1: no, funny no, enough, no. I
2: did abandon Zach at, at, at a Mac Demarco concert. Yeah, I went he to got the lost.
1: bathroom, the pot, the porta potty, and he left me. I said oh. specifically, wait. Well, That's the kind of done. character that trait that I've had to forgive, really. In this his kid. phone
2: died, and there was a sea of people. I don't know what I would have done. You
1: yeah. know, I know what I would have done, and it wasn't that. I so.
2: shot the flare gun immediately <laughs> that
1: you gave me, that your mom gave me.
2: <laughs>
1: well, um,
0: let's not mention that. Anyway, but, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, uh, thankfully, he didn't write a Medium article about it. That <laughs> one slayed on the radar.
2: That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Kept
1: yeah. that close to the chest, luckily. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, uh, so then Brett put me in touch with you, obviously. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then meeting Zach... Uh, After I graduated from school, I studied economics in college, and and I decided I wanted to be an actor, which is a very economic choice, clearly. (laughs) Uh Yeah. so, well, I
0: mean, you could probably say I'm going to be an actor because you have a degree in economics, so yeah, maybe. when you
2: fail, you'll be all right. That's a thought. That's a thought. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a thought. I so, have a degree in English,
0: so equally meaningless. Well, in some way, I have failed. I'm a
2: campaign manager now. So.
0: <laughs> of the most successful small grassroots campaign New York City has seen in the last 40 years. That's there we right. go. There Definitely gets Gail that. Brewer. I mean, I'm write everyone that, everyone that one sees, down.
1: Joe, everyone sees Joe, they think he's the, uh, he's the uh, candidate. And actually, Joe did get a uh, – he just got cast in a movie. For, uh, for August, he's going to star, and it's very exciting, except that the, the director is asking him to hang Dong. Uh, uh, which, really? Yeah, which yeah, is it's qu- true. Yeah, oh, they're asking man. him to I hang Dong. Was, was it
3: the director, or was that like, a mandate for you to, to take the gig? <laughs> <laughs> it's the top line of his resume. Yeah, his contract writer. Yeah. <laughs> <Nudity> required. <laughs> his he required. His agent says, with his headshot. <laughs> <laughs> only
1: projects of full frontal nudity. Yeah, that's it. I'm also a campaign manager. So <laughs> yeah, did you no. see him with the suit off? He's right. gonna hang. <laughs> no, he's gonna hang. Serious. I mean, you're gonna do it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hang dong.
2: Wow, gonna... I'll he's... hang dong after the campaign. After yeah. the campaign, yeah. Obviously, I do, probably do, won't do be. They,
3: do they Photoshop? Do they like got filters to? You they know, won't need to Photoshop. At a, at a <laughs> <bit. Okay. laughs> <laughs> they will need to Photoshop. I was Dude, I like people forget we've lived together before. So <laughs>
0: he's not fooling anyone. <laughs> oh, that was. Oh, that's what he meant by summers with Brett. Yeah, Got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, so then uh,
2: Joe, in my acting Joe. pursuits. I, I filled out a uh, a backstage submission. I think actually, you know what it was. Zach's sister, Zach's sister messaged me on backstage. Thing. And backstage, I don't know if people know, is like an acting database where totally. you know, everybody kind of shares their information. And Zach's sister, Talia, reached out to me and said, oh, I, uh, I think it'd be really great if you auditioned for this part in this film. Mm-hmm. So then I, I showed up to Zach's apartment and we auditioned. And like three days later, he called me. He was like, we're going to shoot like next week. Wow. And then we shot for like a month. And it was a film that he had written in and starred in and it's available on Hulu it's called Pledge it's a great fraternity thriller
3: huh
1: yeah, mm. I've heard it's good. Brett was telling me before you guys saw, saw it in theaters, how... it was great. Oh, yeah. thanks, Brett. I'm glad. Yeah, thanks for you're one of the the three people. <laughs> you know, he saw it. You <laughs> know, I know, I saw it uh, during the
3: director's Q and A and everything. Oh, all right. Yeah, we, we, we had people for career. that one. We grossed fifteen
1: dollars wow. <laughs> otherwise <laughs> in theaters. Literally fifteen. But thanks for coming to <laughs> That's that. That's pretty good. Yeah, Joe was in it, and uh, Joe did a really good job playing a psycho. Not nice. to spoil it, and um, and then after that we were friends, um, and. Years went by and and I went to his house in 2019 and we were watching the news it was I think the night that Bernie won Nevada and Trump I have
0: won Nevada. <laughs> I remember that night. Yeah. It was that night, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And and Trump was on and I was in such a state of of just agitation for for so long. <laughs> and Joe was just kind of like, you know, he's doing a bit. You can tell he's doing a bit. Yeah. And and that got me got us talking about politics and just how far it had come to just being pure entertainment. Like yeah. just like and then we were like, you know, you know, we could probably just actually run locally instead of always complaining. And yeah. we'll probably do better than the, and the fake entertainers. Because you yeah. yeah, you're real entertainers. Because we tried. <laughs> I mean, we're trying to be real. Yeah, real, you know, just, just, just acting, not acting for yeah. in no, City I, Hall. So. I
0: think that there's a lot of, there is a lot, I mean, there is a lot of blend between the ability to stand in front of an audience of people and talk. The ability to connect with people. Uh, the ability to be comfortable with a giant camera in your face. All those things do translate to politics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, if I wasn't the person I am, I would have ran for politics myself. Um, so, I—I I, I, meaning that, like, I like to do all these things, too. Like, I like to act and do all that stuff. I just... Have said a lot of crazy things on a lot of crazy radio shows and podcasts. And like <laughs> you got some it. dirt <laughs> on you. They can, not dirt, not just some like, swift nobody boats. would be like, let's put this guy on. Oh, don't I think see. So. Well, uh maybe though. But, but anyway, they can't, can't stop. Maybe you, Maybe at really. a local level. Yeah, yeah at a local at, level, you it can it really. It seems like a lot of stress, guys. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah. You take. <laughs> I mean, point. you're taking. You're, you're you're taking a lot of. Uh, I mean, you're you're the you're challenging this lady who probably hates you because you've been. She's been there for forty years, and there are probably she probably has a core support group like there probably are people that love her there must be she must have fans right
1: yeah and so you're yeah. kind of
0: rocking the boat with them a
1: little bit big right? time yeah it's yeah. always it's always a little bit of a shock to them when i come onto the zoom forums they're always <laughs> a little and, and i have people in the street when we're trying to get signatures they'd be just yell like gail all the way or like no no you know gail you know gail forever yeah. um i don't know how she yeah i guess she's just been around gail so forever long. people <laughs> literally they say like like really emphatic things um right. but the vast majority of people do not know gail And they're new to voting, and they just notice that they, for all of their, you know, efforts at a national and state level and donations, have no ability right now to to have any kind of sway over their immediate environment. Mm -hmm. And so they're registered, and that's why we're hopeful. There's ranked choice. Um, And, you know, I call her Gail the Snail. Uh, she moves, she moves slow. That's a Trumpian move, but we'll let it slide. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, where it's appropriate, I think yeah, you know, yeah, where yeah. it's appropriate, you know, where her nickname's deserved, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. She, she takes a while with these things. Um, yeah. I'm still, yeah, I'm still trying to sell my immediate family though, on, on voting for me. Joe's been helping with that.: <laughs> <laughs> You're a great campaign manager. I, I, the reason
0: that we're doing this show right now is because I was completely sold on Zach just by talking to you uh do you feel like that, that maybe this is something you're gonna keep doing after the campaign because i think that you're a natural for this
2: one thousand percent not no <laughs> one and done you think yeah one i don't and think done.
0: So. i don't think so yeah I you never know so. joe yeah. you never know i think that you guys are gonna win this election i really do uh and then i think you're gonna continue i don't know if you'll maybe you'll want to expand your political roles but i have a feeling that
2: you'll be like a david axelrod type we uh we I talked like about being involved like we want we definitely want to like, stay involved yeah. in local politics because through this, we've met a lot of really interesting people. Yeah. And a lot of people who, as much as we talk about like how the machine has failed, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really good people behind the scenes who are doing really good work. We have this really great lawyer, Dan
1: Bright. Yeah, uh, he's who, so funny, too. It's amazing. He's such a, <laughs> he's such a, because we're, at, you can't see this right now, guys, listeners, but we're doing a, we're filming a documentary yeah. of the campaign to kind of demystify a lot of the parts of, of running. And he's a real camera mm. hound. He's, <laughs> He really is. No matter what no matter what uh no matter what he's um no matter what he's saying, he's always saying to the to Dan who's filming, he's just like you're gonna wanna get this, you're gonna get this. <laughs> so with the C four five seven, when you fill that out, you're gonna wanna staple it twice. There's there's no moment not worth capturing of Dan Brighton Wow. We heard for an hour about his son's learning disability, which he turns out he doesn't have. Right, thank God. Oh, okay, he was just making fun of him. Or? No, he did have it. <laughs> well, it was the journey of finding out that he had. <laughs>
3: that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> he was just
1: shitting on his son. Yeah yeah, 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 he's, he's got like, this learning disability. Well, he, yeah, you know, he gets D's. It's called being a loser. <laughs> yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah. It's well, can't do long division. Yeah, 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 <laughs> well, yeah. My son's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was. He was. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. He was just telling us the whole journey. He really will talk. He talked for the first time we met him. He talked four hours, but. Mm. He tell he tells us a lot of interesting things, but yeah, Joe's right that like, it's and what, it's what you're saying too is I think that you know um the so, the people it shouldn't be selected by who's comfortable in front of the camera. Right. It's a little bit of a shame because the people who are often best, especially at a local level, it's so granular, yeah, are not great in front of this, this guy Dan. We're gonna be doing a lot of editing. <laughs> I'll tell you, he's not no, for sure. Man. He's I not mean, made for the. He's not made for you know. Perfect political talk, but he's very good. He's an election lawyer and a labor lawyer. He got Jamal Bowman elected, actually. Interesting. He helped him a lot. They really did a lot to to keep him off the ballot. Oh man, some cool stories that's, there, yeah.
0: That's cool, and I agree with you. I mean, like it is. I mean, Trump proved to us that that shouldn't be the best qualification that you're good at talking to the media and talking to the <laughs> camera. You know, yeah. I mean, but that's how we got into this mess: is that we valued that more than the issues, or mm. we valued that sort of thing that he d- like. You said it's like, oh, it's like you guys first realized you want to start a campaign. Trump realized, oh, I'm—he's doing material. Like you realize that about him. Yeah, I mean, totally. And like you didn't see that. And it's not just Trump. You know, I hate Trump. You see, I have a picture of Barack Obama in my fucking house. But uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: you, do, you neoliberal. You <laughs> hey, I'm, I consider myself a liberal's liberal. <laughs> okay, good. Meaning limousine liberal. <laughs> like I was a
0: liberal. I used to. I campaigned. i on for obama twice like i used to knock on people's doors in the suburbs of new jersey and tell them to vote for obama oh wow when i was right. 18 years old oh wow okay yeah, so yeah, you're you're funny. an actual yeah All i right. was always really into imagine imagine being a teenager with george bush's president yeah. you know i'm a little older than you guys yeah and then this guy comes along. You know, yeah, like, we're gonna talk about change. I like, I'm, 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 I'm knocking on doors, man. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good <laughs> Obama. I was moved to action. But Brett, when I lived with Brett, I was just gonna. Jump <laughs> I, knew, in. I knew. I felt oh, the I was, I was I have, itching I, to tell this. story. I have to put aside, but Brett should tell this. Like he lived with me during when Trump got elected, which was the worst couple of years of my life.
3: Oh man, you were, upset? and that's not an exaggeration. Like for for Andrew, this is the worst thing that could have ever happened in his entire <laughs> life. So when he says he's really liberal, like when the count was coming in. I was seeing this story come to life. Like, he was realizing that he was going to lose in real time. And I don't know what I was loving more. Like, I wanted uh, Hillary to win, but seeing Ginsburg lose was almost better for me. He was, he was like doing the math. He was like Rain Man. He was like, oh. Like, if we just get Vermont, like, there's a lot of votes there, like, as if that's going to swing everything. <laughs> then the next day, so I woke up incredibly early, and I would commute an hour and a half to work. So I was up at, like, 6 a.m., and Ginsburg's on the phone, like, ripping cigarettes, <laughs> calling all his friends. Was I smoking? I don't remember that. Maybe I was. Dude, you were, yeah. you were on one, mm-hmm. and he's calling all these folks, and he's like, we gotta figure out a way to like action on this. We need to move on Oh, you saying that? That's oh, yeah. awesome. Action. The like morning it. after, he's I using the, slept, slept. the good buzz words. He hadn't slept. He's just ripping <laughs> coffee and cigarettes. I, I, come, that I come back after working a full day. Andrew's in our living room, still doing the same thing. I'm like, Andrew, it's a Tuesday. Yeah. Where are you? What are you doing? And he goes. You went to work? Are you nuts? You like, <laughs> know, called no show to work and was shocked that people like went about their days. Like, yeah. it was the most devastating, shocking, like fundamentally ruining his foundation. Like, he hasn't been the same since.
0: Well, it, sh- it shook me to my core. Because, to your
3: core. Well, we were living in San Francisco. I mean, that was a bubble yes. of bubbles of bubbles of bubbles of
0: <laughs>
1: bubbles. Uh, with two guys who worked, worked in tech. Yeah, well, guys who worked in tech. dude, I'm right there with you. I mean, when he won. From, like, then to, like, 2018, uh, I was in a state of, like, hysteria. Yeah. Because it was, like, so, because I've been, like, a news junkie since I was young, and you said liberal's liberal. I I very much, too. Like, I really admire, like, LBJ. Same, yeah. Um, Those are my kind of guys. Right. And then I had just had this conception of just this is how America worked, and it was just such a, it broke my reality. Right. It through my reality, and I guess the good part is it's you know it's awesome though. You were saying like action because you know I didn't have that in my mind then.
0: Well, a a fundamental question that I think, like it's like I I think that everybody has a point where it's like when when are you moved to action? Like for me, it happened when I was young. Like when I was like eighteen, I was like, dude, Obama, because he was a special guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like he was just like charismatic and special, and I think that like one of those figures in history that. Like, Nikola Tesla, you know what I mean? Like, just, he'll, be the perp- he'll be talked about for forever. Yeah. And uh, we got to live through that, which is cool. Um, but with Trump, I, I was, it was more like, uh, which is why I respect what you're doing so much. Because with Trump, for me, it was more like, I just want to fucking huh. crawl under a rock and stop watching TV. I can't hear about this. I can't see this guy anymore. I, I hate this. I don't want to engage with this. Yeah, I had it. I Let had it them. end. But yeah. I, I appreciate people like you that are like, no, what can I do to actually change something? Because the reason that this is all happening with politics is because people feel like government doesn't work for them, right? Yeah. Engaging at the local level. And so, what, what? I know you guys said that you connected on like we can actually solve these problems. But like, you know, what fundamentally drives you to actually – Like when you wake up every day, like what, what's what's keeping you doing it?
1: Um. Well, I think I think most fundamentally. It's the realization that there's no one at the wheel right now. Yeah. And it's like, well, holy! Not sh- all the snail. Not, yeah. <laughs> so go three miles an hour. Definitely not. Definitely not. Most certainly again, not. Again, <laughs> again, 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 and again. Which is an especially <laughs> shocking slogan after COVID. Yeah. You know, yeah. of all the times, to, again, I don't want to again this year. Yeah, <laughs> once in a hundred year <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. Again. Again, again we go. Yeah. Run but, it
0: back. That's true. That is a horrible. Uh, if you're listening, Gail, that's a horrible. Well, game, hey, right? Look, look, no, please, Gail, it's perfect. You know you're listening, Gail. Gail. We, know you're, we know you're listening to the real people podcast. Gail, you know? Gail. it is
2: perfect. She's got a great it's slogan. The perfect yeah, perfect slogan to thing, get Gail. upset by an underdog. With. Yeah, she, please keep it.
1: But she I mean, it's also just a frustration of like like uh, it's my neighborhood. It's it's these are this is where I'm always gonna want to live. And I don't like the idea that I have no control over what's going on around me. I hate that feeling. I like yeah. to have some semblance of control yeah and so you know win or lose at least i can kind of make a stand here of like we're not just gonna you know it's just i'm not a spectator anymore um and then also some of it was that like we were talking about i can't watch tv anymore i hate this yeah i hate i hate it and i want to i want to do yeah. um and so yeah so that, that helps a lot too and, I'll, and and most of all really is joe and the other people on the campaign are awesome like i mainly delegate yes yeah. so i do very <laughs> little <So. laughs>
0: Well, you speak when it matters, I suppose, right? Yeah,
1: I come in for the important thing. I'm golfing. I'm golfing 90%. Of the time. <laughs> you're too young for that. <laughs> and, uh, you,
0: that you're too young for, for golfing all the time. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know, man. I think that you're, like you said, I think that you'll have a rich career in politics, whether you like it or not. Um,
2: I like to think I have some choice in the matter.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Some people just, the, the path evolves for you, man. You know, like Sometimes you, get, you have your call to something. I think you're really good at what you do. And I think you're also very impressive too. I'm, I'm glad I got to meet you. The, oh. the interview's not over yet, though. I do have a couple more questions for you. Um, let's just talk a little bit about the Upper West Side. Great. Like, what do you love about the neighborhood? You've lived there your entire life, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I, I read in an article that Joe sent me before the interview that you claim you'll never leave. I'm well, not actually, leaving. you said that earlier in the podcast. Earlier, yeah. But you said it since you don't have a car. You 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 kind of. I'm kidding a little. That's, <laughs> that's part of it.
1: Yeah, I'm never leaving. I I really adjusted to it. I want to stay.
0: What, well. Before oh. you answer that question, Mamas Two, have you been there?
1: Mamas Two, now it's I don't. a pizza place. Oh, I should it's check right it out. Right around the corner
2: from my apartment, actually. One, it's the best pizza Street. in New York City.
1: Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Really? really All great. right, we gotta go. I can't believe you haven't recommended this, Joe. You've yeah. tried it. I've been holding oh. it back from you. <laughs>
2: wow. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets stomach problems. He gets bad indigestion, so I want to keep okay. it for after June twenty second. I have
1: a whole box of lactate that I got. You're get. gonna need it for this.
2: If but... we deliver on June twenty second, I'm gonna. Mama's two on me. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. I'm in.
1: I'm willing. I mean, if it's the best pizza in the city, it's I'm willing to say screw the lactate. I'll I'll have a wild night.
0: Mama's two, in my opinion, is the best pizza in New York City, and that's when I travel up to the Upper West Side to have
1: it. Oh my God! All yeah. right, so yeah. that's I, I. There we go. That's something awesome. I'm going to definitely try that. I, but what I, else? What else is good? One thing is the look. I mean, <laughs> yeah. one thing is of the is the look is that it looks so profoundly unique, and the people, everyone's really one of a kind. Like you really like these people. I'm not the only one who wants to live there forever. A lot of people try to live there their whole lives. Yeah. And I I know people that as curmudgeonly as they are and, you know, as New Yorkers, they are like it's the most it's such a New York neighborhood but also like as they're they're very neighborly in a certain way. Yeah. And uh my my parents moved there. I mean, this is kind of something that we're str- that we wa- I want to improve on again, but the upper west side has really been sort of like uh, a creative place, like a lot of the oddballs go there. Like, yeah, and people sometimes, a lot of times, are well off, but they're well off, like neurotics, well off creatives, well off oddballs. Upper East Side, it's like a country club. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just think, it, I just think it's great. I also think that you know, contrary to the the, the news and, and of um, I mean, this is something Gail said. Gail said with the homeless hotel, she said she thinks we have a homeless problem in the Upper West Side because we give so much money to the homeless people on the street. Yeah. But I think that's, I mean, I don't want to change that. I I think that's good. I think like, yeah. uh, And also, you know, I know Republicans, like I've hung out with Republicans in the neighborhood and even they know the uh, homeless people, their names and have talked to them. Like there's a friendship and it's, and, and, and and this is something more like from what you're talking about with Trump and with this whole thing where it was such a heated news cycle for a while and it was this idea of like, is America going to work? And like, oh, are we broken? And, and, you know, you walk around like, everyone's really cool with each other. Like everyone's really, really easygoing no matter how strongly they feel about like there's Trumpers around and then they're in fairway and they're hanging out with like a wide variety and it's, it's, you know, it's just, yeah. So I, I really like it. Um, and I want to stick around and, and, uh, I think, I think we're going to be good. I think things are going to get better. Yeah. And oh, and one last thing is we have so many movies that have been filmed in my neighborhood. Like, that's, that's such, true. A, such an awesome thing. Like, I have this girlfriend. Well, she's not my girlfriend. Uh, she broke up with me, but sorry, I had a girlfriend. Sorry, I was <laughs> on a date with her. Yeah. Speaking of the night Trump won, I was on a date with her the night that Trump won. Wow. And we, were, we went to her place. And I was like really feeling, you know, I was really happy that I got to her place, and yeah. then thinking, you know, Hillary's winning and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then she yeah. didn't win. Boy, is that a buzzkill <laughs> if there ever was one? Oh my god, getting that text. She message. was like, "I'm
0: sorry, I'm sworn off men just in general."
1: now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your gender is done for me. Yeah, yeah. precisely. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but for her, I mean, she grew up in the Midwest. She grew up in uh, in uh, Illinois in like a, a town of 1,000. And for her. Like making it, like being in a place where she's happy is the Upper West Side. Like she saw those movies and she thought that's a cool place to live. Like I'd like to be there. So there's just so many reasons. I have a lot. I really like it.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I get what you're saying. The the pictures of you know like a Woody Allen movie in the rain kind of thing. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Black and white the Upper West Side. I feel you, man. And I I, I support your campaign. Uh, Thanks. I think what you guys are doing is really cool. Uh Brett, I think what you're doing is really cool, too.
3: Hey, I'm just happy to be part of the campaign, you know? <laughs> I'm really happy to be here. the
1: uh, kidney before we go? Yeah, we, gotta yeah, we, we liked, got to talk about the kidney.
3: I would like
0: – there's two things I want to know about. One, why you all keep talking about a kidney. I want to hear that story. And, B, I do want to talk a little bit about the fact that there's a camera in my face right now and you guys are doing a documentary because I, do, I just want to mention it slightly that, there's, <laughs> that this is going on. Totally. But let's start with the, the kidney thing. What's that?
1: Uh, so Alan Handel, he's a ma- he's a pillar of the community. He's been working for the Democratic Party 50 years. He prints the uh, signature petitions. And okay. just all campaign paperwork, he prints it. And we went, and we were talking to him, and pretty quickly he asked us if we can get him a kidney. <laughs> right, Almost right away. That's what away. he said? He's like, I, he's like, I have a question. I have an ask. We're like, oh, sure, what? And he's like, can you get me a kidney? I need a kidney. I'm going to have a grandkid. I'm 73. So we think, I mean... We can get him a kidney, you know. What better evidence of our direct action working? So, yeah. we've been going around. Joe has really made some inroads with, with the gay community. They're very willing to have at least the conversations with him. He hasn't been able to get anyone to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm opening a lot of doors. Opening, yeah, yeah. wide yeah. open. <laughs> right this way. Oh, yeah, yeah. He gets them open. But um, why,
0: why the gay community, though? What, do they have more kidneys? Or is I is think just <laughs> they
1: seem to drawn to Joe. Okay. And Joe's drawn to <laughs> gotcha. them. And, and, and I
2: tend to choke around women. Yeah.
1: Like when yeah. I'm asking yeah.
2: the women for kidneys, I just right. choke. I freeze up. Right, right, right. But, Men. you know, I think it's. With because i'm straight like i, I don't
1: yeah. well i don't know if i'd say exactly that <laughs> but i think it's if that's why but i think that he's they're interested and, and that's yeah. good And okay that's all that matters that's what counts and we're yeah. having actually we're having a kidney rally a kidney awareness rally on 420 okay in cool. honor of 420 and you know weed is legal we, we think it's time to do a kidney rally yeah and uh, we invite you we'd love to have uh brett and yourself yeah um there it's in central I'm, park we have some speakers i'm there man if you'd be interested in speaking
0: I would love to speak. Hell yeah, I we would, would like to, to have you up there. We're yep. gonna have
1: a podium. We're gonna have a speaker. Cool, like a like a, like a you know a, a bullhorn type thing. And uh, wait, wait, hold on, hold that thought for one second.
0: Okay, uh, I would love to speak. Uh, you're gonna have a podium, and everybody's gonna be speaking. What 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 would I say though? What would... <laughs> we're
1: spe- we Really, we're open to anything optimistic that has any kind of kidney tie-in. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you could just work that into whatever speech you want, and if it's city-related, it's it's boom time-related, then we like it. Brett, do you have a thought on that?
3: I'm just curious, like, for all these people listening, what kind of kidney are we looking for? Okay. And all you know, kidneys welcome. I know a lot of people are going to cop out and be like, oh, I'm probably not a match, and, like, use that as a way to, <laughs> to get away from That's this been offering. That's
2: happening constantly. A lot of, I've been giving out my Doesn't phone matter. number a lot on the Upper West Side, and mm-hmm. then after... A couple DMs are exchanged on Instagram. Then all of a sudden it's, oh, I'm not that interested in donating the kidney. Hmm. So I've run into that problem a lot.
1: You could give uh, a kidney even if you're not a match because they'll swap it. So you right. give the kidney to the list and it doesn't any match kidney to your helps. Helps. Yeah. Just any, one, any one kidney. Bump. All we need is one kidney. If you get, kidney. A if
2: we get a direct match and you have O positive blood, then it's perfect for Alan and that's Then he's great to go. Yeah. But if we can't get someone who's O positive then we can get someone who's just willing to donate a kidney, and that's going to bump Alan to next in line for the next O positive awesome. match. And yeah.
3: save yeah. someone still. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah double, double whammy. Yes, yeah, so yeah, so that's a double
2: whammy. That might actually be the best case. Yeah. So
0: I'm willing yeah. to give a speech but not a kidney, but I'm, I'm all about the cause, though. I think oh, that's all right. really cool. We'll, we'll see
1: I, if no, we can get really you well down. Said. We'll talk to you about it, and yeah. when you give the speech, we'll see if we can get you to come around on the kidney part. But uh, I'm that's excited cool, for you to speak. I mean, I, I could see a kidney in your future coming out of your body and going into Alan's. <laughs> I can see that. Wow. That's... Some
2: some people have their destiny written
1: for <laughs> them. <it. laughs> I said you guys are good, man. You guys are good.
3: Were you sitting on that one That was bad. Yeah, yeah.
2: It came to me right there.
1: <laughs> okay, very cool. Um and then I did have a part. Oh yeah, the documentary. So we're filming a documentary on the campaign. Uh we started a few once we were about six months into the campaign, we started documenting it. Yeah. Because one of the one of the early things like you mentioned in the beginning, uh people say you're too young. People all say, Oh, it's too complicated. It's daunting. It's this like mystic uh endeavor. Yeah. And it's so not right. It's incredibly accessible actually these days, more than ever, because data and, and voter address like emails and stuff is so available. Yeah. So we're just documenting every part of the process and uh we're gonna try to show how not only how easy it is, but that it could be really fun. We're having a pretty good time. Um you know, it's fun to, it's fun. Joe makes all sorts of silly mistakes and he always put his foot in his mouth and, and I and the get a mom. Actually
2: the upper West side mom suggested that I was fired. Yes. They, With they him wanted-
1: on the call. Why? Because you're too too good looking, or maybe <laughs> subconsciously? I think subconsciously. I think subconsciously some yeah, yeah.
2: He was provocative. He's provocative. I think maybe subconsciously. But they yeah. just uh, thought. I started overall. buttoning one more button up. Uh, okay. There yeah, well, he... wait till they see the centerfold.
1: <laughs> right. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that
3: movie came out August? When was that? He's gonna be shooting, shooting in August. Okay, he's gonna okay. be
0: hanging serious dong and uh... yeah. So uh, if you're listening, ladies of of uh, Upper West Side, just wait it out. So we're plugging straight it out,
1: straight <laughs> it out. It's only a matter of time, guys.
0: Of time. You're gonna see him in all his glory. <laughs> I think it's cool that you're that you're documenting it, though. Um, I, I'm happy to be on the documentary. I think it's pretty cool. I, I'm I'm assuming that it'll be uh, something we can all look at one day, mm. and uh, mm-hmm. I, that'll be a cool thing. To, you know, when you win, it'll be cool to have documented what you guys did. You know what I mean? Yeah. To tell the story. Um, and I hope, like I said, my hope for your campaign is that uh, a lot of what you do is scalable. Because I think I think. Not only in the sense that the ideas are good and that the ideas can maybe be scalable, but that you guys, what you're doing is scalable for other people. Like if you're sitting at home on a couch with your friend and wondering why you're not directly getting involved and you guys are filming the process of how you did that going from talking about it to actually move, move being moved to action, I think that's really cool. It's good that you're capturing that.
2: Every single person can make such a difference in their, like block radius you can yeah. just
1: run and the competition is weak in the democratic party at a local level across yeah. the board right now and and we could change that it's a great activity uh it's a good time you get some footage you get on local news and and <laughs> i think uh, i think hopefully people will see it they'll want to run
0: yeah i think so and i think i like i said i think you guys have a really good campaign and i think uh i think nothing but the, but, the, but the brightest and the best for you guys wow appreciate so I, it i wish you all the best and i hope you find a kidney for your boy
1: Oh, thanks. Well, I hope that you'll come around because I I see it in your future. I see me. I'm going to give it a 60% that you're going to be the one. (laughs) To give the kidney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'll give the speech. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> out the speech. <laughs> I'll give the speech. That's we'll a second the meeting kid. as far as step one. <laughs> yeah. 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 it is <laughs> the first time I met you, and it it's a big ask.
0: It's, a, it's ask a, lot, you know? it a lot, I don't give a kidney on the first date. Uh, You're gonna give me dinner, <laughs> I'll buy you some Maybe wine. Maybe that's a... my problem. Maybe yeah. that's my problem. You gotta take him out. You gotta wine and
1: I've dine.
2: Had that I like don't for such a long time. You jumped the gun. I've been a single man since I was like 20 years old, so I have that attitude. All the time. brush it off, get on
0: hinge or something. You know, you don't go right for the kidney.
2: Right. start with the heart, boys. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny, actually. A friend of ours cool. spotted a girl on Hinge, yeah, who said in her bio that she wanted to give a kidney, and we've been trying to get in touch with her. So if anybody sees that Hinge profile, what was her out name? There, what was her
3: name? You, remember you should it? do like a Craigslist misconnection or something. Like, <laughs> I wish we are... could. But nobody Craig goes knows on that, Craigslist. I mean, Craig, uh,
2: Brett knows that
0: URL. He'll send it to you. you so. <laughs> Bookmarks. <laughs>
1: He's all over that.
0: Uh, well, I'll tell you what. If anybody's listening to this show uh, and you want to donate a kidney to this campaign. Uh, I'll provide information to reach out to the campaign directly, but you can also reach out to me on Instagram at InstaGinsburg or on my email address, which is right to andrew at andrewginsburg.com. And uh, I'll forward your information to the campaign If you're serious about helping this guy So uh, oh,
1: Thank yeah. you Andrew Yeah, 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 yeah For sure. Be Loved huge. being on this This has been so great It's been a great conversation
0: Yeah it's been a lot of fun um, Thanks for coming on I'd like to thank my guests Joe Zach Wiener Who's about to win the election And <laughs> Brett Stewart uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot guys And uh, come back again alright Yeah for Our sure pleasure. All thank you. You. All right, Cheers Alright folks That was my interview with The Zach Wiener campaign Get out and vote for Zach Wiener If you live in District 6 On the Upper West Side We'll talk to those guys again